Well, good morning and welcome to this edition of Shelter Daily and His Word. It's a joy to have you tuning in with us this morning. Glad that you've taken the opportunity to sit down and just spend a little time in the Word of God today as we are looking at the Psalms. We're, we've been going through a number of the different Psalms. And this morning, I would like to talk to you a little bit about Psalms 87. This is a, a short Psalm. It's only seven verses. But I'd like for us to be able to just take some time and just kind of navigate through this a little bit today as we talk about the glory of the church, the glory of the church. You know, the Bible uh, talks about the church as the bride of Christ. And we are to be a bride that is without spot or wrinkle or any such thing. And this morning, what I'd like to do is I'd just like to be able to take this scripture and let's look at it a little bit. And let's just see what it is. There's, there's seven things that are seen in this text that I think are really important for us to know and to understand. So before we get into that, though, we're, gonna, we're just going to go to the Lord in prayer. And then I have a couple of uh, just quick announcements that I'd like to share with all of you that are watching me this morning as we begin in our session today. So let's, let's give God thanks today. What a beautiful day he's provided for us. Father, we come to you right now with thanksgiving in our hearts. We give you honor and praise for the day that you've provided for us. Thank you, Lord, for a beautiful, sunny day. And God, to know that today's the day that you have made, and so therefore we rejoice and are glad in it. So bless today, Lord, as we go into the Word. I pray that you will just uh, uh, speak to us through this Word and let it be, God, a, a, a Word of truth imparted into our lives so that we can be equipped, Lord, to be able to better serve you. Lord, our role in this world is to serve the kingdom. And God, I pray today that we will do, Lord, exactly what your word declares to us about that. So today, God, we submit our hearts to you. We open ourselves up for you to speak to us as only you know how to do. And for that, we'll give you the glory, we'll give you the honor and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, as I said, I wanted to just give you a couple of quick announcements. The first one is this. Today is Wednesday, the first Wednesday of March, and today here at Jubilee Worship Center is our kickoff for our uh, new Wednesday night program. Uh, we're, going, we're back in-house fully. We're opening up uh, as a church. We're going to be uh, having our classes uh, take place now, and all of our leadership are going to be uh, teaching their classes and different things, so it'll be a great time. Uh, the adult class will meet in the sanctuary. Uh, we're going to be meeting in here. Uh, a little bit of a different format than what we have in, in, the, in the past Wednesdays over the last year. But we felt like that March was a good time for us to begin to open up and to get things back rolling again. Now I know that it might take a little bit of time for some of you to reacclimate yourself to the schedule that we have on Wednesday evenings. Our services on Wednesday uh, go from 7 uh, normally to 8.30, but right now we're going to keep things at 7 to 8 o'clock. That gives us, you know, that time frame seems to work well for us right now. Uh, although as we probably move toward closer to the summer months, we'll probably extend it that half an hour once the, the children get out of school. But because of school and things of that nature, uh, 8 o'clock I, I think is a, is a good time for us and it's worked well for us up till now. So we're going we're gonna to continue that, that part of the format, but actually what we'll be doing inside the sanctuary uh, will be a little bit different. We are going to have prayer. We're going to be 
uh, singing. We're going to be uh, teaching. We're going to be sharing. It's going to be live, so you'll be able to watch it for those of you that are uh, still uh, not uh, comfortable with getting out. But for those of you that are comfortable and you're kind of tired of being left inside all the time and it's time to start moving forward and let's kind of get things kind of moving back to a a normal way of doing things, Wednesday evenings, 7 to 8 o'clock, we'd love to have you here at Jubilee Worship Center at 415 North Hobart Road here in Hobart, Indiana. The second thing I want to share with you is something very exciting coming up the month of April. April 4th, as you know, is Resurrection Sunday. So on April 4th, we have a wonderful uh, day planned for Jubilee family, and that is we're going to be celebrating the return of the King. And I'm excited about this. Uh, we've, uh, myself and uh, some of our, 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 our drama uh, leadership and, and our uh, visual arts teams have, have been talking about this, and we've been kind of getting things ready for Easter Sunday. And it actually is going to begin on Palm Sunday. So the actual uh, start of this will be Palm Sunday, and we'll be, uh, there'll be a great message shared on Palm Sunday, and then it'll move us into Easter Sunday, where we'll be celebrating the resurrection of our King, the return of the King, and then we'll be moving over to the following Sunday after that, where we will be planning a baptismal service for all those that have committed their life to Jesus Christ. And so this is going to be a great time, so I want you to uh, make plans to be a part of that. That's this coming uh, April 4th for Easter Sunday, and then, of course, the week before on Palm Sunday, and then the week after for our baptismal service. I promise it will be a good thing. I promise it will be a great thing for us. I promise that it'll, it'll, it'll just be a great opportunity for you to be able to just experience the good things of God. And we'll see God move in a special way. So I'm just going to believe that uh, this is an optimum time for us. And I believe that the the opportunity is before us and we can get this uh, out there and we can open the church up and we'll we'll start moving now starting in the month of March. Even on our Sunday morning services, we're going to start opening up our services uh, even more so because we believe that, you know, it's time and we're moving into the, the, the season where we can see uh, things a little bit clearer now. And I think that, uh, I, I know that we're going to be blessed. And I praise God for His hand upon us. I praise God for watching over us. And one of the beautiful things that I have uh, been able to see is that we've not had an outbreak of COVID in our church. Now, we've had people who have come down with you know, the virus and the biggest majority of them, of course, have, have, uh, have gone through it and come out of it, even though it might have been tough on them. Uh, and they, you know, they contacted it elsewhere, but they did not contact it at the church. And I'm thankful for that because I do believe that the Lord has had his hand upon us from the very first uh, Sunday that we had to close our doors and begin to move uh, you know, toward Uh, making this place a safe environment for us. And I know that everyone has worked very, very hard to make that happen. So I'm very excited about that. And I thank you for just being able to join with us in this and help us to make this happen. And now uh, we're going to continue to move forward. I know uh, around the nation, states are are beginning to open up. And I think that that's a good thing. And I know that, uh, you know, we're still a little bit behind in, in Indiana but I know that our, our, our government leaders will catch up and we're looking forward to a great spring, a beautiful time of year, and also then our summer months as we celebrate together. So Easter Sunday, it's going to be a great time. 
All right, with that, now enough of that. Let's get into the Word this morning. Let's, let's look at Psalms 87. As I said, this is a short, this is a short scripture. Uh, it's only seven verses, so let's, let's just read it together. His foundation is the holy mountain. The Lord loveth the gates of Zion more than all the dwellings of Jacob. Glorious things are spoken there, O city of God. Selah. I will make mention of Rahab and Babylon to them that know me. Behold, Felicia, Thyre, and Ethiopia. This man was born there. And of Zion, it shall be said, this and that man was born in her. And the highest himself shall establish her. The Lord shall count when he writeth uh, up the people that his man, this man, was born there, Selah. As well, the singers as the players on instruments shall be there. All may springs, all my springs are in thee. Psalms 87, verses 1 through 7. You know, the church is distinctly a New Testament revelation. The epistle of Paul tells us about the glorious uh, church, the gloriousness of the church, how the church has been, you know, uh, glorified and that it is God's precious bride. For example, if you look at uh, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25 through 27, we find the expression, a glorious church. But link this up with Psalms 87 and verse 3. He said, and let the city of God, which is representative of the church, and, and, and then you read the rest of the psalm, and you discover uh, you know, this beauty of the church. You see the church in a way that most people probably don't see the church. It is a glorious church. I believe his church is glorious. I believe that it is important for us to recognize the beauty of the body of Christ, the beauty of the church, the bride of Christ, his bride. Then I, you notice that as you read this psalm, again, you see this word selah. Now this word selah is a word that uh, is mentioned 74 times in the Bible. And it's, it's an interesting uh, word, and we've talked about this, that uh, the psalmist is saying, I want you to think about what I just said. So if you, look at, if you look at the first three verses, his foundation is in the holy mountains. The Lord loveth the gates of Zion more than all the dwellings of Jacob. Glorious things are spoken of thee, O city of God. Selah. And that, that is a refrain. That's, that would be the same thing as playing like a, an instrumental in between a verse and a, and a chorus. And you're, the idea there is to think about what you've been singing about. That's why, that's why those instrumentals are there. The instrumentals in a song are there for you to pause and for the singers to think about what, what we're singing about, what is being said. And these, you know, the Psalms is a hymn book. Of songs so here again the psalmist 
in this it says i want you to think about i want you to pause and think about something i want you to think about glorious things are spoken of the church glorious things are spoken. now i know there's a lot of people in our society that do not have good things to say about the church uh, there are people that have been hurt by people in the church but they've not been hurt by the church they associate their hurt with the church but it wasn't the church that hurt them it was individuals maybe within the church or maybe they feel like the church has let them down it wasn't the church that let them down it might have been individuals within the church that may have let them down but it wasn't the church to speak ill of the church would be in the same manner of me uh, of someone speaking ill of my wife uh, my bride uh, i wouldn't take very kindly to somebody if they were to speak to me about my bride my wife in an ill-mannered way if they would you know talk bad about her say bad things about her i would come to her defense and trust me on this one when i say this when you speak bad about the bride of christ he will come to her defense he will stand for her and and, and the thing is is that we need what we need to see really is what the psalmist is saying you know that glorious things are spoken of the church glorious things are spoken of the city of god there this is a beautiful thing and i want you to pause and think about that i want you to think about you know what it's like when you come into the house of god and the people of god are rejoicing they're praising they're celebrating and you can sense the joy in the house you can see where people are are uh, being ministered to their lives are being changed and transformed you're watching as as the lord is moving in them and you can see the holy spirit manifesting himself within the body what a glorious thing when the praises of of the people of god rise up in unity in one accord and and you can see and sense the atmosphere of the holy spirit moving in that place what a glorious thing what a marvelous thing for that to, to be a part of that and, and you know the essential aspects of this are so important you know the church you know we have to remember the church has a sure foundation and i think it's important for us to to understand what the church the true church is built upon all right when we talk about the body of christ the the, the body of christ if you read notice he said his foundation is the holy mountains his foundation is the holy mountains and, and so uh the in the new testament church uh is pictured you know uh, not just as a building uh, although it's referred to as a temple or a building uh, if you read uh, like for instance if you read in first peter chapter 2 uh, verses 6 he talks about how that the church uh, uh, of christ uh, is built uh, as a chosen and precious cornerstone that we're built on the cornerstone of christ jesus and the members of the church are as stones in the building so we have this uh idea of building a foundation built upon jesus christ the chief cornerstone and then all the members are a part of the stone of the building building it up together and it's an analogy of looking at the strength of its building these are stones these are you know stones that are cut out of 
rock and they are put together. They're not bricks. You know, bricks fall apart. These are stones that are cut. You've been cut. Amen. You have been forged. Out. Don't, don't ever forget the, the rock from which you were hewn, the pit from which you were dug, that God brought you out and established you on His foundation, upon Jesus Christ. Songwriter said, On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. And, and, and it's essential for us to understand that in any building, when you're going to build something, you're going to put it on a firm foundation. You're going to build it on something that will stand the test of times. If you don't believe that, all you have to go back to is Matthew 7, where Jesus is talking about the parable uh, in, in Matthew 7, 24. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows, it is wise like a person who builds a house on solid rock. And though the rains come in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against the house, it won't, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. Now, you know what bedrock is. If you, if you uh, have ever seen a bridge that's built across water, like if you go up to the Mackinac and you see this massive bridge that goes from the... Uh, uh, the main part of Michigan over to the peninsula of Michigan, this bridge, they had to go down to the bedrock. And they established it in the bedrock. Why? Because the bedrock is unmovable. It won't move. And this is what the Lord is saying, that when you build your house on the teachings of Jesus Christ, when you build your life on those things, it is as if you went down to the bedrock, the very foundation of the earth, and you're building your life so that when rains come and floodwaters rise, winds blow, it, will, it can beat against your house, it can come against you, all hell can assail you, but your house will stand. But he says, anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish. They are like people who build their house on sand. And when the rains and floods come and the winds beat against the house, it will collapse uh, with a mighty crash. And when Jesus, he said, when he finished his saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching, for he taught with real authority, quite unlike the teachers of the law. Because what he was saying is this, look, if you don't, if you hear what I'm saying to you and you choose not to build your house, it would be like going to a, 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 an engineer and the engineer says, okay, these are the schematics, this is the specs, this is the way you have to build this, you have to use this kind of steel, you've got to use these kinds of nuts and bolts, you've got to use this type of weld, you've got to do these kinds of things, and, and if you build it this way, this building, this house will stand. And you hear them say that, and then you go out and you do not buy the, the right kind of steel, you use inferior products, you take those products and you build that house and you don't even put it on a strong foundation, but instead you go out to Lake Michigan and you build it right there on the sands of, that, of the lake and you build this massive building there and then you expect it to stand. You were foolish because you didn't heed the words of the maker, the creator, the engineer. You didn't listen. And Jesus is saying the same to us. If you don't listen to the word that I'm telling you, 
you will be like that person who builds his house on a sand. And when it, when it happens, you, the floods are going to come. And here's the thing, you know as well as I do, floods come. Uh, life happens, right? Every, things go on in our lives. We don't always understand why. We don't understand why it, it goes the way it does. But it does. And when it does, you've got to be ready. You've got to make sure that you've built your life on the bedrock of Jesus Christ. You've got to make sure that you've got your roots that go deep down, amen, and are, are solidly rooted in so that when life happens to you, and it will happen, when it does, you will not be moved. You will not be turned. You will not be shaken away. You will not be driven away by the wind. The rains will come, but you will stand in the midst of it. The storms will rage, but you know that you are securely fastened to the bedrock of Jesus Christ. And this is something that is, is so important. And so when we look at this, and this is what he says, the foundation of, of, of the body of Christ. What are we built on? We are built on the holy mountain, the bedrock of Jesus Christ. And this is what we are. And if you, if you read verse 1 of Psalms, and you read it and compare it to, uh, say, Psalms 24. Psalms 24 says, it this, says this, The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all the people belong to Him. For He laid the, found, the earth's foundation on the seas and built it on the ocean's depths. What's He saying? He said, I, I have built this thing. You know, I have gone down. This, this, this foundation is a secure foundation our foundation of the earth is 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 in itself is insecure because the earth's foundations are like the seas right if we build on the sea we know you know you can't storms will rage you know those things are there but the church is built on the rock of jesus christ upon the mountains see he said the earth the earth's foundations are on the seas and the earth's foundations are on the oceans. But the church's foundation is found in the fact that we are built upon the holy mountain of God. So this is the foundation we're built upon. And that's the church. So the choice is clear, isn't it? Do you want to build your life on the earth's philosophy, the earth's teachings, the earth's way of doing things? My goodness gracious. We're watching right now unfold before us the 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 ungodly uh manifestations of of people flaunting their sin in front of us acting as if they're gonna they're gonna be able to live forever acting as if they they got it they got it all together when they don't we're living in a time when you know if you're a believer in jesus christ you're ostracized you're canceled out if you, if you even talk about the Bible in public or talk about, mention Jesus or prayer or, or any of those things, the culture around you wants to cancel you out because they want to build their foundations on the philosophies of men, the insecurities of this earth, which are built on the foundations of seas and ocean depths. They think because they're built on the sea that it's going to last. They think because it's built on an ocean, it's going to last. My friend, that is not going to hold up. 
That's not the foundation that you can build your life on. That's not where you need to build your You need to build your life on the solid foundation of this word that I hold in my hand. This is the foundation. If you build it on anything else, you're going to be destroyed. If you look at Matthew 16, look at this with me, if you will. Matthew 16, 13 through 18. Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi. And by the way, I've, I've been to this lo very location. I've been there. I've been to this place. And I, I, know, what this is, I know what this is like. And I know, uh, I know what, this, what this place looks like. And uh, it's an interesting, it's a, really an interesting place. But when you, he says, he said, when he came to this place, he asked his disciples, who do men, people say that the son of man is? Well, they replied, some say that you're John the Baptist. Some say you're Elijah. Others say Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. And then he asked them, he said, but who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter, he said, uh, answered, you are the Messiah. The son of the living God. Jesus replied, you know, you're blessed, Simon, son of John, because my father in heaven has revealed this to you. He said, you did not learn this from any human being. You learned this from my father. Now I say to you this, you are Peter, which means rock. And upon this rock, I'll build my church and the powers of hell will not conquer it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you forbid on the earth will be forbidden in heaven and whatever you permit on the earth will be permitted in the heavens. Now notice what Jesus, what Jesus does here. He said, you are Peter, you're a Petrus. You are a piece of rock. You are a little rock. That's what he's saying. You are a little rock. And on this rock, Petra, not Petros, but Petra, the, the bedrock, all right, I will build my church. See, some people have, have, have misconstrued this scripture and says, well, the church is supposed to be built on, on Peter. No, Peter was the little, he was the Petras, the little rock. But Jesus said, upon this rock, Petra, which is the, which is the solid rock, which I, I've been to Petra in Jordan, I've seen it, uh, the solid rock, he said, that is the rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell cannot overcome that. When you're built on that rock, your life will stand. In fact, I know that it wasn't Peter that he was talking about building the church because, uh, because he says in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 4, Peter himself said, you are coming to Christ, who is the living cornerstone of God's temple. He, is reject he was rejected by people, but he was chosen by God for great honor. 1 Corinthians 3 and 11, for no one can lay any foundation other than the one we already have, Jesus Christ. What's the foundation of your life? Foundation should be built on Jesus Christ. As we think about the glory of the church, we think about the body of Christ, we cannot, we cannot isolate ourselves away from the reality or the truth that this is all about being built upon Jesus Christ. And this is interesting to me because when he starts this very psalm out, he starts it out by saying, his foundation is the holy mountain. The church's foundation is Jesus Christ. Upon Petra, upon this bedrock, I'll build my church. Upon this rock, upon what rock? Jesus Christ. He is the rock of our salvation. He is the one 
that we stand upon. In everyday life, listen to me, when you are going through life, things are going to happen to you. Storms are going to rage, situations are going to take place. But if you're built on the rock of Jesus Christ, you, you're going to stand. You'll be firm. You'll be No matter what wind blows, no matter what evil doctrines are out there, no matter what evil things men try to do, no matter how far, far left we go in the nation, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how far right we go. It doesn't matter. What matters is I've got my eyes fixed upon the one who has established my life, and I will not be moved away from that. And that's my, that's my life. That's what I'm built on. So my question for you today is, are you built on that rock? Build on that rock. And I'm going to ask you today, I'm going to ask you to join with me in this, in this prayer, this closing prayer. And I'm going to ask you to just say, Lord, you know what? Help me to always examine where I am in you. So making sure that I'm built on this rock that you've called us to be built on the rock of Jesus Christ. Father, I thank you today for the word. I thank you that we can be built upon the rock. Lord God, every day, Lord, we find ourselves, Lord, looking at the world around us and knowing, God, that there are many things that can come against us. But knowing, Lord, when we're built upon the rock, we are unmovable. We're unshakable because you, Lord God, have established us upon the bedrock of Jesus Christ. I thank you for that today, and I give you the praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I want to thank you. Boy, I tell you what, 30 minutes goes by really fast, doesn't it? I want to thank you for joining with us. Thank you for uh, just being a part of this. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow for another episode of Shelter Daily and His Word. God bless you. Have a great day. Look forward to seeing you tonight at 7 p.m. here at Jubilee Worship Center, 415 North Hobart Road, Hobart, Indiana. God bless you. Have a great night.